Welcome to Maestros On Air, presented by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Maestros On Air is a discussion of culture, news events, and life on the Space Coast, and highlights the music, concerts, and personalities of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. On the show, you'll hear from President of the Symphony Board, Eric Lee, SCSO Director of Communications, Bill Trudeau, and me, Jeremy Hickman. Sometimes we're even joined in the studio by the maestro himself, Aaron Collins. We're glad you're listening, so let's get going and find out what happens on this episode of Maestros on Air. Ah, top of the morning to you. Ah, top of the morning to you, Bill. Top of the morning to you, gentlemen. And it's been quite some time since I've said that. Uh, I'm almost ashamed to look back at the calendar and see how many months it's been since we had our last show. But uh, we were able to uh, clean out the underground bunker, which uh, serves as the studio. Underground. Uh, We were able to... uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, get the microphones out, uh, dust them off. There's a few cobwebs on here, uh, but we're back in the saddle again and running. So uh, welcome to you gentlemen and welcome to everyone listening to Maestros On Air. And Eric fixed his hair. I did fix it. That's great. It is a little bit. Uh, well, we you say know. fixed. I mean, you ran your fingers through it or brushed it or something. Yeah, I don't own a comb. No, when you so. say fixed, you actually allude to the fact that, you know, it's a hair piece. But no, you brushed it. I brushed it. Yeah, that's good. Very yes, nice. I have all my own hair. Nicely done. Thank you. So let me let me ask you about this. You you mentioned fixed. Uh, I'm actually from Texas, and and Texans are famous for saying I'm fixing to do something, whereas I've said that in other parts of the country. And fixed. What do you mean by that? Do you mean repaired? Do you mean you know? So are, you're not from Texas, are you? No, but I get it. I get the question. Okay. Yes. Bill is well-versed with all manners of colloquial speech. So. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, you I are. just No, I just appear like I am. Well. Okay. Appearance is everything. Appearance is everything. Perception right. is reality. That's right. You look good. You play good. Thank you. Thank you. And your hair looks very nice. Thank you. I appreciate Nicely that. Nicely done. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I said it a moment ago, and I guess it's true. We're, <laughs> we're back in the saddle like riding a bike. Uh, we're off to a nice rambling start, That's as right. per the normal. Yes, right. yes, you are correct. That's right. Jeremy. The banter um, never ends. So no. we're we're going to call this season three, episode one of Maestros on Air. We've got a lot of changes have taken place in the symphony, in the season, in the schedule of events, uh, personnel. Um, a lot of good things, uh, a few bad things, yeah. definitely a lot of things that will uh, stick in everybody's memory, and we're going to talk about yeah. a whole lot of them today. So might as well go around and give introductions in the event that you haven't listened to the show before. Uh, my name is Jeremy Hickman. To my right is Eric Lee, and across the table from me is Bill Trudeau. Bill, you serve as the communications director for the Space Coast Symphony. Yes, and I love it, and I have to say that I am still, I'm actually more happy and more excited about it than when I started because of some of the changes that have happened, and I think they are positive, and um, for example, like one of the things that I wanted to talk about Um, And I think this pertains to what I do, too, um, because I actually feel the positive. It's like a positive change in the air. And I mean, even like just walking in, 
I feel better about things than I used to, the direction we're headed. Um, the overall feel of the symphony is that we are growing, and this is based on a conversation you and I had earlier, growing into more of a the symphony um, that we always want it to be. And I think it's moving in that direction. It's a positive feel. And I actually set out with the old and with the new. I'm telling you, that holds true, at least age-wise. Oh, my God. Eric, you're older than Jeremy, and you were here since day one. You're one of the founders. I am older. You're one of the founders of this I am older. Yeah, you're older. But um, the cool thing is, the neat thing is, the the change that, that has happened, in a lot of ways, it's just a change on... Um, paper, if you will, because these things have been in the works longer than just, hey, we're going to, you know, things are going to change and Eric is resigning. Jeremy's on board. Jeremy's in. Jeremy's been a part of this thing for many years. How long, Jeremy? Uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe around four or five years ago was the first concert that that, that was the first concert that I went to. Uh, and I started out as a fan, but I think, uh, you've gotten a little into the weeds, probably for those that may not know, it's probably worth explaining exactly what you're referring to. He's known Uh, for being in the weeds. I mean, (laughs) how is that any different than usual? Well, fair, fair enough. But, uh, for, for those that may not quite understand what we're discussing, we, this is one of the key topics we're going to talk about today, but uh, there are lots of other changes that uh, have occurred. Uh, but one of the changes that occurred recently is uh, at our annual meeting, uh, we appointed some new members to the board of directors and we elected uh, new officers for the board of uh, directors. Uh, Eric Lee, who is uh, here, a fine American. Hello, I am Eric. a fine American. Thank you. I have <laughs> um, a mug that proves it yes yes you Um, look like a fine american i have a mug that proves it i know i'm looking at it right now you look like a fine american i didn't have the mug with me we're we're looking at your mug your mug mug. it is a mug my mug shot but for those who mug for those who have spent any time at all with the symphony uh they will know you will know that eric is one of the founders of the symphony uh about nine and a half years ago or so uh a few folks in the community had a dream let's put on a show this weekend uh aaron collins was one of those uh colleen lee was one of those you were one of those right uh Uh, kate leisure she was involved in the beginning part of the original uh Yes. That original program at Riverside Presbyterian. Yes. Yeah, and in fact, uh, when we had our annual meeting last month, uh, it, it was interesting. We uh, we were about the right size uh, of number of people in the room, uh, where we actually took around twenty minutes or so, and we actually went around the room, and everybody could kind of introduce themselves and you know you know what brings them to the symphony uh and i it was actually a a a pleasant surprise at the number of people who said either a i played in that first concert or b i was there in the audience for that first concert so there's been a number of people involved in the symphony either as uh, participants as musicians or as fans uh, since you know those you know nine and a half years have passed, uh, but what we're talking about is 
uh, you, Eric, as one of the founders of the symphony, when the symphony was stood up, uh, you started out in the title of uh, president of the, the symphony board. Right. I started at the top right away. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> That's amazing how that worked. Wow, I think I'll be president. Okay, no, no, no place to go but down. But that's uh, right. Well, that's okay. Um, you start at the top, and that's uh, it. And of course, Aaron uh, Collins, uh, artistic director, uh, basically allowing him to focus on those things related to helping determine the musical direction, helping you know determine what concerts we want to play, what music we want to play, who's going to play, orchestration, all those things that an artistic director do, uh, you uh, pulled a lot of the, the, the heavy load to help with the organization of the symphony as president of, uh, of the board of directors. Uh, and you decided after nine long years, it was time for you to get a little bit of a break. So after the uh, the annual meeting that we had last month, uh, we uh, elected new directors. I was uh, honored to be asked if I would serve as the president at, in your stead, and I have accepted that challenge. And you, uh, though not retiring, you know, you, <laughs> Bill, you said the word retire. Uh, certainly, you know, if you were at the last concert, Pines Your Own, uh, Eric was right there. Uh, he's not going away, and obviously, he he's here as part of the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the 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 show here the po- the podcast uh, Maestro's on air and is still involved in the symphony, uh, but uh, he did decide to step away from being president of the board, and I, I see. Did you I have say the R word? You said re- yeah. I was gonna say you, when did you I had say this retired? List of puzzlement on oh just uh, b- before. Well, I am retired from being president of the board. Yeah, but but I didn't say the R word. Yeah, you did. When? Well, we'll do the playback and we'll... Uh... I don't remember saying retired. Well, Okay, uh, anyway, go on. There's ahead. a lot of things go you ahead. don't remember, but... Uh, I don't remember that. You're not under oath, so we don't no, need to... No, but I am heavily about... medicated. <laughs> That's right. We don't have to worry about that. Ah, but so, again, you know, the, 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 the rambling conversation continues, but uh, making the point that uh, uh, some ch- we, we did uh, bring on some new board members, we elected new officers... Uh, so I, I will say, uh, Eric, uh, y- y- you know, we, we are searching for, uh, if you're not <laughs> retiring, what is that right way to address you? What is that title going to yes. be? And a lot of organizations, when you have somebody that serves a long time with distinction, uh, potentially one of the founders such as you are, uh, a real guiding hand in the organization's formation, and you know, really the first, the first long era of uh, the symphony, you were such a, a solid hand. A lot of organizations will uh, put upon uh, a, a title, an honor of uh, President Emeritus, and there That's was, a typical title, but yes. you improved it. Yes, I, I, yeah, I have come up with uh, something that I think is uh, more appropriate for uh, all the things that you've done and just your natural character. Uh, we have created a purposeful, very specific title for you and for you alone. Uh, henceforth and forevermore, you shall be known as President Fine Americus. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, man. I have one question for you. Eric, I, I have an answer for you, but you'll well, have to. You ask don't know your what question. the question is. I know, but I'll have an answer. Don't All right, worry. You may not. I'm sure I Do will. Do you have? What is your serial number? 
like on the tuba? Why? No, 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 no. On him. I am. I'm, I'm, I don't have a serial I'm number. Curious. Yes, you do. I'm. I'm convinced that you do. I think that's the conspiracy theorist in you is coming out. <laughs> is I this where know, we go for a commercial break? <laughs> I want to know. I, I want to know what your serial number is. And now is. a word from our sponsor. <laughs> That's not going to get you off the hook. I am convinced. I'm convinced you have a serial number. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. You really are in left field today, aren't you? <laughs> you know, Bill. I would. I would. I would say to you that you're the kind of person that after they made you, they broke the mold. But thank in retros- you. Thank you, Jeremy. But, but in retrospect, I think maybe they broke the mold before you were made. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I'm taking it as such. That's a com- thank you for the compliment, Jeremy. You're out. That's very out nice. of control. You have a serial number, Eric. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Of course, there we're just talking about the position of president, but we have an entire rest of the board where we have made some changes in the officers and are in the process of bringing some new people on. Uh, so, as I mentioned, I'm the president. Uh, just started my term. Also, we have elected two vice presidents with uh, different roles. Uh, if you come to the symphony, you'll recognize both of them. Jennifer Royals, usually uh, in the center of the orchestra on clarinet. Uh, then also Mary Seal, you'll often see playing French horn. Uh, and then uh, a new member of the board of directors, Eric Hoover, uh, is a violinist. He has the role of secretary. Correct. Uh, so that rounds out the officers. Uh, beyond that, uh, just board members at large. We have Connie Maltby, who's been on the board for a few years. Uh, Juan Carlos Siviero, who's been on the board for a few years. And Gene Murray, who had been on the board at one time, took a bit of a break, and has now come back to the board of directors. Right, and Gene's our librarian. A final change to the board of directors is Carrie Mormon had been on the board for a number of years. He has resigned from the board because of some other duties, but he is, of course, going to stay active with the symphony. He will continue to be your concert master, and he also is in charge of the committee that oversees quartet movement, which is a youth music education program that the symphony sponsors. You know what just hit me? What just hit you? Eric, you are now duty-free. You're duty-free. You make me sound like I belong in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> You're duty-free. Think about it. The big R word, retirement, you know, I like to think of that as duty-free. Not that you're not involved. It's just that you're duty-free when it comes to board business. That's true. You're now duty-free. That's true. That's well, true. let's just say that he's streamlined his commitments. In fact, he still plays tuba. In fact, you would have seen his playing on display just very recently, last month, when we had a concert, Pines of Rome. And I can think of no better time to slip in a piece of the music from Pines of Rome than right now. Ah. <sighs>
The Space Coast Symphony Orchestra playing in Melbourne. That was from the recent Pines of Rome concert. Eric, talk about that particular piece. Uh, the piece that we just heard was uh, a selection from Fest Roman by Respighi. It's um, of the three pieces forming the Roman trilogy. It's probably the least familiar. I know. I think most of the orchestra hadn't played it before. I mean, it's really a great piece of music and really deserves more more recognition. I really enjoyed I'm a know, Respighi, playing it myself. I'm a Respighi fan. His mu- yeah. music's very popular. Oh, it's great. You're a speak head? Yes, I'm a speak head. <laughs> Very nice. I've never heard it put like that. Uh, well, I, you know, I just, that, 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 that just a stream of consciousness uh, that uh, I don't know if they're really called that, but um, may, may, maybe you can be the first. I receive it. Yeah, very good. With open arms. Uh, yeah. So, so we're laughing and we're having a good time, but, you know, for all the good things going on, uh, there have had uh, some challenges in the last year. Uh, some losses, including most recently uh, the the passing of someone who's been uh, with the symphony for a very long time and played an important role, Diana Pepin. Yes, Diana Pepin uh, passed away last month. Um, Bill and I were able to attend her funeral, and um, it you know it was a sad sad situation. I wasn't surprised when Connie told me of her passing because when her husband Maurice uh, passed away, really. A year ago, September, you know, I didn't think she was going to be long for this world. So, yeah, and you, she was really an integral part of the organization. She was a dedicated volunteer. She was volunteer coordinator. She was on the board of directors. I mean, it really meant a lot to her, the Space Coast Symphony. And she took it seriously, very seriously. When I first met Diana, I, um, she kind of struck me as being a hard person what i mean by that is just like very you know very well, she was serious very serious and at first i thought man this woman is tough to get along with and you know what i am telling you that's one of the dearest people she will always be dear to my heart and um i just really thought wow what a great person and she became a very dear friend to me and um, I just thought that we had a lot in common, and it was just really neat. She used to come in, and when she would come to the office, she would make it a point to to come to my office and, and hang out. We would actually sit and visit, and those were really special moments to me, and I'll never forget them. And her legacy is her, part of her legacy is her family. Uh, wow, what a great bunch of kids Right. And and their grandkids. I mean, I was impressed. Right, right. And one thing that's kind of interesting that I found out, which I didn't hear about, you know, when Maurice passed away, was um, I went to the wake and I went to the funeral, talking to her kids. I guess Diana wanted to be a conductor. In, I heard in that school. too. Yeah, school. And you know, back then there weren't any female conductors. Right. Her daughter told me that Julia. Yeah actually shared that with me which really makes a lot of sense because she really had a tremendous command of the symphonic repertoire she would always be like making suggestions to aaron Mm -hmm. of pieces to play and really like obscure stuff that you never heard of you know she really had a command of the repertoire yeah she did and she was um very traditional yet she really loved the and, and appreciated the job aaron does with programming 
because he programs uh, his programming is is unique in that it's not just traditional. He has a great mix in the way he programs a like if you take a particular concert, it literally um, keeps you interested because it's not just traditional. The way he does it, he'll introduce a new composer along with traditional, right? Even with movie scores, he has a certain way of doing it. And and Diana appreciated that. Even well, though, Diana was feeding him this stuff. But she, she was always making these suggestions she, for things. Well, even though she particularly, her, her whole thing is traditional. She loved no, the traditional. She, she, really? she knew pieces that nobody ever heard of. Right. I, but I, I mean, mean, she had a tremendous, you know knowledge of the repertoire but a lot of it was traditional with her she didn't well, I, I really think you mean opposed to i think you're some wor- people just like pops right. which is great i like pops myself but what you're saying is she really had respect for things that were you know let's call it more serious more tonal more yes. complex pieces of music right i think we're semantics i don't think we're talking about traditional in the same way she wasn't but like we're saying the same thing she wasn't suggesting like the usual war horses of you know beethoven schubert i mean she was talking about much more esoteric pieces let's just put it that right. way that's a better way of putting it right so yeah well uh, but but definitely as i said i've you know i've been i i wasn't around at the beginning of the symphony but uh i i started coming around about half a dozen years ago and Diane was definitely one of the pillars of the symphony at the time. In fact, uh, she was one of the first people I was introduced to. Uh, and you could tell she very well respected, uh, loved the symphony tremendously, uh, put, 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 put hours into the symphony, you know, gave of herself to help coordinate uh, the volunteers. Uh, in fact, for, for for those of you uh, listening that might have been to the, the more recent concert, Pines of Rome, uh, in the program, uh, traditionally there is a message from the president. Eric, Eric here has always uh, had that message. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, maybe I should have expected it, but it was a surprise to me uh, when they said, Jeremy, uh, now that you're president, you need to write the letter for the president's <laughs> message. And I... You know, well, they gave me a deadline, and they're like, "Well, can I just have it right now?" And I said, "No, I please. I mean, I'll do it. I'm gonna take it very seriously, but I really want to think about what that message is because this will be the first time I actually, uh, to 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 the mass of the audience, put out, uh, you know, you know, my thoughts and 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 I don't want to just you know write something tried. Thanks for coming. You know, I really want to say something from the heart, and." of the things that I said in that letter, if you didn't see it last time, you know, it'll be in the, you know, I'll, I'll change it eventually with some new message, but it'll be there in the next couple of, couple of concerts. If you want to read that, there are a couple of messages embedded in that. But one of the things that I said as part of the message, how I got started was I started out as a fan. I, you know, the first, the first time I saw the symphony, a friend invited me to come see a concert. I came to the concert I love the concert. I love the energy of the concert. I got to meet Aaron during the concert. As as you know, you've been to concerts. Everyone listening, no doubt, has has been to to symphony concerts. And Aaron always makes it a point to go through the audience during intermission and make himself available 
after the show. So if you come to a concert and you don't meet the conductor, you're not trying hard enough because he he's definitely makes himself available. But so my point is I came, I got to meet Aaron, I got to meet other people. Uh, I loved it. I came back. I kept coming back. And then I said, I want to be part of something like this. I like the energy here. And so that's when I started volunteering uh, somewhere along the way. We had this crazy idea. In fact, Bill, I think it was your idea even to do this podcast. We started doing this podcast. I ended up later on the board of directors and, uh, you know, and I'm a volunteer. Eric, you're a volunteer. We, you know, we all do this. And But the, the point here and how I'm tying it back to Diane is this symphony is put together on the backs of the hard work of dozens of volunteers that help put on every single show. If you look at our finances, they're available for anybody who wants to review them. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, We do not pay a lot of money for payroll for administrative personnel. Uh, you know, uh, th- our biggest expense is uh, the payments to the professional musicians who put on the concert. Right. But they are they are not full time staff. They are essentially, we'll call it gig players. In other words, every time there is a concert, Aaron sits down and looks at who do we need for this particular concert sometimes it's a lot of people like pines of rome was a huge concert right right okay. big orchestra other times it might be like the jazz orchestra or or some other group and there are many fewer people but just because a, a musician played this concert doesn't mean they're going to play the next concert every time you know it's 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 basically a, a per per concert and per need usage and so yes we do pay a lot but when you talk about overhead we don't really pay uh, very many people, any kind of a fees for overhead. Aaron, of course, you know, is full time as the uh, the conductor. We have a few people who are part time to help with a few administrative things. But most of the administrative work that gets done gets done by volunteers. Right. And Diana Pepin was the person who coordinated all that. So when last year uh, it, it became. Um, you know, more difficult to, for her to spend as much time. It actually became more difficult for us to get the volunteer uh, time and commitments just because we, you know, she was so good at what she did. We didn't know how to do what she did. Right. So now, luckily, since uh, that time and within the in the last year, we did have some overlap. As Diane was spending less time, um, we uh, we we found somebody new, Daphne Spatek. She has been able to start spending more and more time. So she's got big shoes to fill, but Daphne is now in place to help coordinate the volunteer uh, hours. Uh, most of the time you see volunteer and they are at the concert. So yes, when you walk up and say, here's my ticket, or you walk up and say, I'd like to buy a ticket. Those are all volunteers. And those are perhaps the most visible volunteers, but we also have volunteers and we even need more volunteers to do things like come into the office to help, help us put together the, the programs that you use, help us put together the mailings that you would have gotten to your house. And so, 
you know, it, you know, I, I, I'll say candidly, we've, we've had to struggle. She, she was so good at what she did as she helped us stay organized there. Uh, it's been a big loss, uh, trying to right. fill now, now, now kudos to Daphne who's jumped in and yeah, she's Daphne's spending, doing a great she's job. She's doing a lot. She's doing a great job, but, uh, you know, we're all learning how to fill the void, uh, you know, that's been left behind. Uh, so on, on, on that, while we're on the topic, you know, let, let me first just say, so yeah, we, we will, we will all miss her, uh, and her presence was always, uh, known in the symphony and she'll be remembered for all the things she did in that, in this first, you know, nine year era of the symphony. Uh, but now as, you know, always moving forward as we look at the future and what are we going to do and how are we going to manage the symphony and how are we going to work with volunteers? Uh, I'll say to you, if you're listening, if, if you love the symphony, I'm, and I'm presuming you're not, you know, seeking out this podcast to listen to unless you do love the symphony. Uh, so I think I think I'm speaking to the right audience here. They love if, it. If they you, love the symphony. If you have some hours that you can contribute, you know, if you'd love to come help out at the concerts, taking tickets, showing people their seats, great. But if you would like to come into the office during the week to help us with things, we would we would love to uh, be able to accommodate your desire to help. In fact, if you just if you uh, send an email to volunteer at spacecoastsymphony.org, then Daphne will get forwarded that email and she'll contact you and we'll work out what your schedule is. Is it, you know, one day a week, you got a couple of hours, yeah, one day every other week, maybe maybe you can come in three days a week. You know, whatever it is you have interest and time to do, we'll find a way to be able to put you to work. And by the way, if you've been a volunteer, let me give you an, another update that you might actually appreciate. If you've been a volunteer and come into the office, we have had a printer copier in the office that has been a beast of a machine. And it has, it, and it has printed out all of our, 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 uh, our programs, or at least the bulk of the content in the programs. Uh, we've had to outsource a few pieces as needed. Uh, but uh, we've had volunteers who have come in and just gotten thousands of sheets of paper and had to collate them, put them together, staple them. We've actually just signed and are getting a brand new, bigger beast of a full quality production machine. Uh, it, it is a lease and it is going to increase our monthly cost, but we're going to have a significantly better capability for printing programs in-house. Uh, if you're a volunteer, it's going to be easier because this thing is actually going to assemble the book and staple and fold the book. So if you're used to coming in and stapling and folding, that's going to be done by this uh, great new machine. We'll find other things for you to be able to do, but uh, the, the harder have. days of trying to do stapling are over. I have <laughs> one. I have something that they can do. Yes. They can come in and polish the brass instruments. <laughs> which which one? Well, is your tuba at the office? No, I have to bring it in. <laughs> would, would you bring it in so the volunteers could polish Just it? Just so they don't break it. That'd be okay. Yeah. Well, so more things to come as you see. Uh, the, so the quality of the, the programs are actually going to in, in, improve uh, because we are in the middle of getting installed a new, much better uh, production quality machine uh, where before we had to outsource the color covers 
to the the program. We're actually going to be able to print them in house. We're going to be able to assemble them all in house. Uh, we've had to actually rearrange all the furniture just to make room for this thing. Uh, but it's the size yeah. of a Volkswagen, <laughs> it, isn't it? It's wow. it, it, it's it's in fact no. I used to own a Volkswagen. And the, the the length is actually longer than the Volkswagen that I used to. Own. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. So, but my 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 point is, uh, as uh, you know, we transition. Uh, uh, some positive things having to do with the symphony. One of them is we're getting a brand new production machine to help us put together programs and mailings and other things. But if you have some time and can volunteer, volunteer your hours to come and help with those things in the office, we'd love to, to hear from you. Uh, if you don't have the time, but you have uh, some money that you can donate, as I said, we're we're effectively going to be doubling our cost for uh, the printing machine uh, versus the older machine. We think it's going to yield a better product, but if you could help us pay for that, we'd appreciate that as well. Right, or just volunteer, um, or you know, like maybe contribute your old Volkswagen. That's uh, true. You uh, could- are you going to start breaking down into cars for kids song? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because we could sell the car. That's a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I really didn't mean for this to turn into uh, you know an appeal for donations, but uh, the truth is, uh, you're we, always going to be asking for money. We're Jeremy. always going to be asking for money. Yeah, I, that, that's the job I uh, the, that I signed on always for. Always asking for money. Well, but but I but I, one point that I want to make is that we act if you look at the volume of productions that we do it outpaces most other symphonies in the country not the county not the state in the country as a professional uh, as a professional symphony we are at the front of the pack in the, what we do but we also have a lower overall cost to our overhead right uh, and you combine that with the fact that we 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 keep the cost of the tickets artificially low. I should I should reword that. We keep the price of the tickets artificially low, and tickets do not fully fund the concerts. So we are in this perennial state of, if you have the ability to provide some additional funding, please know that your funding goes directly to helping with putting on the shows. We do not have a fat bloated. Uh, administrative uh, budget. Uh, we're very lean and mean. So every extra dollar we get actually helps to improve the environment for the volunteers, uh, helps us do more to put on better concerts. Exactly. I'd like to add to Well that. said. Lean and mean, but nice. Okay, okay. So, so we're lean and nice. How's that? I so, like it. Lean uh, and nice. But in terms of the quality of the product, of the performance... I think we have time to go ahead and listen to another piece. This is the second piece uh, that we played at the Pines of Rome concert. Right. This will be a selection from uh, Eventide by uh, Kenneth Fuchs. This features uh, English horn soloist uh, Kristen Nygus.
piece called Eventide, written by friend of Space Coast Symphony, Ken Fuchs, that was played most recently in Brevard County, a concert of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. While we're talking about the past concert, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a moment and talk about some of the upcoming concerts. The next full concert on the calendar is October 20th and 21st. That's Jazz Jam. Are you going to be playing in that? I am. I just found out that I'm playing. Because <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times you set in the set in the audience with me watching it, but you're That's actually right. going to be. I'm on... playing this time. Uh, Frank Wozar, he just asked me if I wanted to play. I said, "Yeah, I, I'll put it in the book." So now, you're going to play trombone? Yeah, bass trombone. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's uh, what my my favorite brass instrument is the trombone. It is. It, it is it, a good instrument. Yeah. Uh, and then a, uh, a fairly ambitious concert, November 3rd and 4th, The Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's going to be with the Wind Ensemble. This is the featured piece. It's not The Lord of the Rings from the movie. It's actually uh, another piece for Wind Ensemble by uh, Johan de May, who I've met, by the way. He's, um, I think, a Dutch composer. He's also a trombone player. This is really a great piece, and there's going to be a lot of other stuff on that. It's going to be a really great concert. Well, there'll be more to come on both of those in upcoming shows. Uh, there's one other concert to talk about, which is on October 28th, there's going to be a youth orchestra concert. Uh, but unless you've been to the website or been to one of our board meetings, you may not know what that means. So let's take a minute and actually introduce that. Uh, you've heard us talk before about quartet movement and Carrie Mormon. Your concert master has been heavily involved with uh, youth education uh, in the county, and we now have put together a second uh, youth educational program. Uh, the difference is that quartet movement has been to foster chamber music, small group quartets, or slightly larger uh, sets uh, in high school students. Uh, we have now decided to adopt a new Space Coast Symphony Youth Orchestra, which will be very similar in the approach to the musical education. However, the difference will be, rather than small quartets and chamber music groups, they will be full symphonies. Right. It'll be a full-size symphony orchestra, and that program is coming up October 28th, and I, that's really exciting for the symphony to have this um, additional outlet for uh, education. If you have not heard of the Space Coast Symphony Youth Orchestra yet and would like to know more about that or quartet movement, I encourage you to go to our website, which is spacecoastsymphony.org. Uh, I have one other key announcement to make as it relates to our ticket outlets. Uh, we have had a relationship with Marine Bank in Vero Beach for a number of years. Uh, they, not too long ago, uh, a couple of years ago, became our ticket outlet in Vero Beach. We have now decided that the experience has been good, their customer service has been great. We have decided to make Marine Bank our exclusive ticket outlet. Now, of course, you can still come into the symphony office uh, known as the River House, which is near the main library in Brevard County. 
But if you're not going to come directly to the symphony and you're looking for one of our ticket offices, we used to have a number of ticket offices spread around. The logistics were always a bit confusing on where to go for which concert. We've decided to uh, double down with our uh, relationship with Marine Bank and let them become our exclusive ticket outlet both in Vero Beach and in Melbourne. Right. They've been a great partner through the years, and I think it's going to continue to be a great relationship. We love Marine Bank. Yes, uh, we all very much appreciate Marine Bank. Uh, Of course, if you don't want to come into a ticket office, you're still able to go online and buy tickets online or call us on the phone, and you can get all the details there directly on our website, which is spacecoastsymphony.org. Uh, gentlemen, I think most of the time we had allotted for today is come and gone. We're on the back side of the program here, but we already played a couple of clips from our concert from Pines of Rome. Uh, I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice and disappoint the audience if we didn't play something from the main event. Yes, we'll uh, be playing a selection from uh, the name of the piece that inspired the concert, Pines of Rome by Respighi one of the most popular pieces in the symphonic repertoire, so enjoy.
Respighi's Pines of Rome from the recent Space Coast Symphony Orchestra concert. Uh, just the most recent concert. There are many more coming up. Uh, in fact, uh, I should have mentioned a minute ago, our next major concert is Jazz Jam on October 20th and 21st. Uh, of all the other changes that have been going on, there's another change to announce as it relates to that. Uh, you guys will no doubt know that. Uh, in fact, we've interviewed him at least once, I think twice on this show. Yep, in fact, twice on this show. Once when he first came and was joining the symphony, and then a second time when he had become the director of the jazz orchestra, Dr. Patrick Hennessy is still involved with the symphony, still loves the, the symphony and wants to take part, but he has taken on additional responsibilities at Stetson University. So he's having to step aside from being the director of the jazz orchestra. So we have now announced a new director of the jazz orchestra, and it will be a name you recognize, Frank Wozar. In fact, Frank uh, produced the last couple of uh, jazz concerts that we had. In fact, if you went to the, the last one just a few months ago during the summer, uh, I believe his wife was there and was part of uh, some era dancing they did uh, during the concert. Uh, but so, Frank, great guy, great trombonist. He's a great trombone. I love playing the section. When the, Frank's playing lead, he has so much energy. You know, he gives you, like, all the hits. I mean, you don't even have to think. It's just, like, he's playing. You just fall in line. It's just great. I mean, that's what a lead trombone player is supposed to do. I mean, it's just, I just love playing with him. Well, and he's also the principal trombonist on the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra, I believe. Right, right. And he's got a fantastic New Orleans-style um jazz band in Orlando, the Brown Bag Brass Band, which is a fantastic band. I've seen them a number of yeah. times. So, so again, top-notch, and I, I, you know, I, I hate to jinx it when I say that, but again, he's one of these guys that I, I ask myself, how are we lucky enough to get this guy? Yeah, he's, uh, so he's great. We're very, I, love, I love playing with so him. So we're, we're very pleased that uh, he's now been named the uh, director of the Space Coast Jazz Orchestra. And as it turns out, uh, we are going to have him on our next show, Frank Wozar. Uh, look for the next episode of this podcast, Maestros on Air, to come out in the next week or two. Oh, that's great. On that, we'll be able to... Uh, yeah, in fact, so we'll have a chance to have him on. He'll be able to talk about taking over the reins and what he's planning to do on this upcoming concert later in the month of October. So, gentlemen, that's everything I had on my list to talk about. How about you guys? I think that about wraps it up. It's been fun. It has been really I've fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, at a minimum, we actually did it, though. Uh, we got back in the saddle. I apologize to all our fans who have been asking over the last several months, you know, when's the next episode coming out? Well, there you go. For better or worse, you got it. That's the new episode, and we're just about done with it. Make sure you listen to the next episode in the next week or two with Frank Wozar. And in the meantime, we'll see you at the show. This has been Maestros on Air, brought to you by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Episodes are available at the iTunes Store or at maestrosonair.com. Maestros on Air is recorded at the Peak Velocity Studio in beautiful Brevard County on Central Florida's Atlantic Coast. For more information about the symphony or upcoming events, like us on Facebook. Or visit our webpage at spacecoastsymphony.org. Thanks for listening. 
And remember, as always, we'll see you at the show. A Peak Velocity production.